Before we jump into today's episode, we want to talk to you about Internet Church. Rich, what is Internet Church? Oh, it's only the best internet gathering this side of the Kailua River. Is the Kailua River a thing? Maybe we should start over. <laughs> let's let's do it again. Ask me again. <laughs> no, let's leave it in. Now no, no, let's talk about Internet Church. Uh, internet Church. Actually, it's a thing we do every other Friday night where we all gather together, uh, encourage the saints in truth. It's uplifting. It's edifying. It's just a time to gather for about an hour on a Friday night or day, depending what part of the world you're in, just to be encouraged by the saints. You you think you would like something like that? Is the Pope Catholic? Uh, you bet your sweet bippy the Pope is Catholic. And uh, Justin, Internet Church is all about gospel freedom. It's good. I'm trying to think of the follow-up question. <laughs> oh, I'm like, man, this thing is lagging. Uh, all right. If No. Absolutely love it. So if you were going to... No. What are we going for? Are we trying to be funny or are we trying to be serious? I don't know. I I mean, whatever. I, we're trying to let people know that... Oh, <laughs> I'm not as gifted as you are in this department, my friend. So join us every other Friday night, 8 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. If you are international and want to add that to your calendar so you don't have to do all the time conversions, head on over to lovereality.org slash circles and add the Internet Church Circle to your calendar. I have been given the privilege of being able to see through gospel lens, and yet they didn't put that lens on because they decided to see through their own eyes. To build themselves up. To build themselves up, and they only saw through this, this, the lens of law. This is why Paul ends up saying, man, they have a veil. Mm before their face something that's covering their vision something that's covering, and that veil is only removed through christ welcome back to the move where we are vibing with the book 10 minutes at a time the next 10 time <laughs> the next 10 minutes we're looking at romans chapter 10 verses 14 to 21 yes lord are you reading it right now is that what you're doing right now I actually was. <laughs> but I read it before. I read it before so that the question then has to be, have you read it? There you go. Yeah, so go ahead and read it. Well, we're here. We'll let him finish reading it. We're just going to be on pause for a second waiting for you. And now we're back. Ten minutes go. starting in three, two, one. Let's go. So what was it? Verse 14? <laughs> 14. Yeah, yeah. This No, this is good. How then will they call on him who they have not believed? So this is the logical progression. Wow, what is going on? This is the logical progression in the thought that Paul is giving. Wow, that salvation is not based off of ascending to the heights or the depth. Yeah. It's not about what you do, but it's simply about this belief that's in your heart and that you profess with your mouth. So therefore, if salvation is available to the Gentiles, yeah. well then how are the Gentiles supposed to be able to call on him who they've not believed? Well, Justin, I would actually turn that on its head. Okay, because the audience that he has in mind is Israel. Oh. So that it is Israel who has not believed. Because he's uh -huh. asking this rhetorical question, well, how are they going to call on him who they haven't believed? And it's this idea of then, you know, somebody has to go preach to them. Mm -hmm. But then Paul draws attention to 
the prophecies of Isaiah in verse 16 that he says, no, how beautiful are the feet of those who have preached the good news? Wow. So, so, so I, yep. it's coming to me yep. now. Uh, uh, uh. I've always used this verse as an impetus to challenge my friends and family, mm-hmm. fellows in the church saying, mm-hmm. therefore, you need to go out and preach to the people who have never heard. No. You're saying, not what you're saying. The text is yeah. saying mm-hmm. that the people in question are the people who have already preach. In other words, there have been messengers that God has been sending out from the very beginning to his own people. And let's talk about some of those messengers. For instance, in verse 18, and I'm deliberately, I'll come back to 16. Okay. But in verse 18, their voice has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. Who's he talking about right there? Mm. Go to Psalm 19. That's all past tense. That's not future tense. Exactly. Psalm 19. Psalm 19, I have it on my computer. I'll just read a little bit to it. You know, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Mm. Their voice goes through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them, he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber. So Paul is alluding this idea that nature, all glory Mm -hmm. and nature alike, testify to God's love. Which is a callback to the beginning of the book. Yep. Yep. That nature to that God has spoken, right? This is Hebrews as well, right? God has spoken in diverse manners and in different ways, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Nature is a revelation of God and that nature agrees with what God has spoken and say the prophets mm. and what he has spoken in these last days, his son. And what Paul is alluding to is that the nation of Israel who actually had received the oracles of God and they have oracles of God that have festivals and feasts and a rhythm of time that actually agrees with nature that is revealing the good gospel. Mm. You're talking about some of the uh, kind of habitual rituals that would take place on a yearly cycle, the feasts of booze, the feasts of first fruits, that there was this entire ecosystem that Israel participated in with their Mm -hmm. agricultural system. And Mm -hmm. yet all of that was prophetic. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the purpose of the Mm -hmm. law here in Mm -hmm. that pointed to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So even in what they were seeing in nature testified of Mm -hmm. what was to come. And not only in nature, but also in their law that used elements of nature. Yeah. Right. I could think of, uh, there's one, and as I'm just drawing back, there is one uh, um, offering that I think it's for a, a leper uncleanliness that you take a dove, mm. right? Okay. And you uh, tie, and I'm trying to you know recall, recall back right here, but you tie hyssop to its branch. It's two doves. One of them, you break its neck and you let its blood spill over fresh water. And then the other one from the blood of that one, you tie hyssop to the blood and let that dove go free. Uh. Right. So that in this imagery, you have the blood of the dead one is now spilt on a piece of nature that is flying over the earth and the blood is dripping down so that blood would rain down in redemption while blood is also spilling into the waterways, redeeming all of creation. Okay, so I'm going to play this part of ignorance where I'm saying, huh? Huh? Because part of that is true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Explain I, that to me. So it's just, uh, it's, I mean, I, 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 I don't want to take the time to Google it because the, the amount of time we have. It's in a great book that does this breakdown. It's called uh, The Cross and Its Shadow by S.N. Haskell. Great book. A great book. Uh, check it out if, 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 
if you dare. And um, he does this reading of demonstrating, for instance, how the ceremonial laws use elements of nature in order to testify to the redemption of nature. Mm -hmm. I'm just drawing an illusion or a parallel between what he highlights and what Paul is highlighting, that there are all these elements that actually speak the gospel. And let's move on. We only have so much time. Okay. Where do you want to move to? Isaiah 53. There you go. That's also quoted in verse Mm -hmm. 16, Mm -hmm. right? Isaiah 53. It says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? And we know Isaiah 53 is a messianic prophecy about the suffering servant who is Jesus Christ suffering on behalf of the sins of Israel. So this question is being asked, who's going to go to Israel to preach? And Paul's saying, they already had the preacher. No, no, no. They, they, they know. Like, you want to teach them about baptism? They were all baptized into Moses. Yeah. You want to teach them of repentance? God gave them the truth of repentance, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to teach them about the Messiah, they have the oracles of God. Like the Messiah is in there. Think about it. When Jesus is resurrected and he's walking on the road to Emmaus, I've often thought, what's the easiest way to convince two unbelieving disciples that you're resurrected? Just show up. He showed up. Mm. And yet he doesn't say, hey guys, it's me. Right? He's like, ta-da. He, he instead goes to the very text that they were talking about Isaiah. Why? Because he's saying... When they, when they connect the dots, when they see the oracles that they have been given point to the embodiment of it himself, yeah. light bulbs go off. Right there. So they have the message. We have preached to them. God has preached to them. And verse 20, then Isaiah is bold to say, I have been found by those who did not seek me. I have shown myself to those who did not ask for me. So Israel has a revelation of God in nature. They have a revelation of God in his oracles. They have been given the privilege of being able to see through gospel lens. And yet they didn't put that lens on because they decided to see through their own eyes. To build themselves up. To build themselves up. And they only saw through this, this, the lens of law. This is why Paul ends up saying, man, they have a veil mm. before their face. Something that's covering their vision. Something that's covering. And that veil is only removed through Christ. Yeah. And he's arguing, and he's saying that it's prophetic that Isaiah prophesied that the Gentiles would receive it even though they didn't have the setup of having the oracles, that they would hear the story of Jesus, that spirit would burn in them, like they would receive and be like, yes, that thing. Mm. And in receiving that, then Paul's saying, look, Israel, you had it, and yet a people who didn't received it. It's really interesting. Where does that leave God in that journey? Uh, 21 talks about all day long, all day long have I held out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. There's a sense of frustration in that moment. And yet we know that God to be long suffering and patient. And, And we get to that in 11. But pausing before that point, what is it like there for God to just be holding his hands out the entire time waiting? What here's what strikes me is that we might read it as frustration, but it's not. Maybe it's uh determination. It's just maybe it's the determination to be holding his hands out yeah. for his people. Yeah. That's the sort of God that we have, mm-hmm. that we serve, and that That even when rejected, he would still go to the, the full distance. Mm-hmm. And he continues to hold his hands out, even if the people are disobedient. Because what will we do? If somebody disobeys or runs away from what we offer, right? So fool me once. Yeah. 
shame, shame on, on you. Mm-hmm. Fool me twice, shame on me. So I offer you this free thing. I'm like, oh, you got my phone. He's like, no, nah, I don't want that. No, 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 take it. No, no, I don't want that. No, no, I'll take it. No, no. All right, Forget fine. you then. Now you find yourself in need of a phone because this one gets cracked, right? You're like, hey, Jonathan, can I get that phone? Nah, bro. Nah, you lost your chance. Oh, the, the offer was literally on the table, and now it's <laughs> off the table, off. right? But what does he say? Still offering. All the day long. All day long. All the day long. That's a good God. That's good grace. That's a good God, huh? Yeah. That's yeah. a song that we've been singing That's lately. That's right. Clean hands, pure hearts, good grace, good God. His name is Jesus. So yeah, man, that's uh, that's that's that. Let's we'll leave him with about five seconds. All right, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Next ten. <laughs>